Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate carrying keys. Uh, having a huge ring of keys in my pocket uh, is a great distraction to me. And so, uh, as a general rule, I don't have a lot of them with me. Uh, but that being said, there are some keys that we all need. As a matter of fact, there are some keys that the Lord gives to us that we don't want to lay down. We're to carry them with us every day of our life. I want to talk to you this week about some keys to the open door. Now, we're learning in the Lord's classroom, what it means to pray. You remember, we've been studying in Luke chapter number 11 when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus begins by going back and reviewing with them again uh, this famous prayer, this model prayer. And yet, in Luke's account of the model prayer, uh, there's no amen. There's no conclusion like there is in Matthew 6. And the reason for that is that Jesus has not finished teaching. Aren't you glad that no matter how much you learn from the Lord, there's always more to learn? Uh, we are finite beings, but He is an infinite God. And uh, there's always more to learn. There's always more to discover. And so now the Lord Jesus is about to give them not just uh, the elementary lessons that He's reviewed with them yet again. He's taking them further. Uh, he's taking them, shall we say, uh, to the graduate level of prayer. And he's about to, to press home to them some spiritual keys that will open the door of heaven, uh, the open door to answered prayer. Uh, you know, there's so many people uh, who, and I'm guilty of it, who sometimes come to prayer simply to get done. In other words, we give God our list and we move on. Uh, we give God our moments and we move on. But that's not the point of prayer. The point of prayer is to enter in. It is to come into the presence of God. It is to see heaven's door open, not just for us to get something, but for us to come into His presence. And so, I want to pick up with you in Luke chapter 11 with a story that Jesus told. Now listen carefully to His story. He says unto them in verse 5, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Now I want to draw your attention to a phrase and an analogy that Jesus uses repeatedly. Did you catch it? In verse 7, the door is shut. 
In verse 9, he says, the door shall be opened unto you. And then he repeats that phrase in verse number 10, to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. The idea here is that in prayer, we are seeking to enter in to all that God already has for us. Sometimes we view prayer as getting from God what we want, but rather we should view prayer as getting from God what He wants. Uh, I believe it was Spurgeon that said that prayers that God answers are the ones that begin with Him. In other words, uh, when you're praying the way God wants you to for the thing God wants you to, you can be sure that God is going to answer prayer in His time. Now, let's take this little illustration that Jesus gives of the closed door and the open door, and let's talk about some keys to the open door. I want to use this illustration of the keys because in Scripture, keys are symbols of something. Uh, In some ways, even still today, they're symbols of power. If someone has the master key, then they have access others do not have. Uh, They have authority. Uh, They have an ability. That's what prayer is. I love this. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you my access, my authority, my ability, not our power. You don't don't press your way into the presence of God by your own merit. Uh, You don't prance your way into the presence of a holy God. No, the power that we have is the power of the one who's teaching us to pray. It is literally Christ authority, Christ access, Christ ability. And the keys here are symbols of that. Let me demonstrate what I mean. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 16 when the Lord Jesus told His disciples that He was going to build His church? Well, He talks about the building program and then in the very next verse, He says in Matthew 16, 19, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I love this. So, so many times I've quoted the previous verse. Thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I love this. He uses this analogy of building his church, but he goes further. And he says, not only am I going to build my church, I'm going to give you some keys that you've not had to this point. I'm going to give you access and authority such as you've never known. And the key to the keys is found in the verse. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What are these keys of the kingdom of heaven? I believe that prayer is the key. Prayer is the connection between earth and heaven. It is the line that connects two worlds. Notice Jesus is speaking specifically to Simon Peter when he says, I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. If you come to the book of Acts, to Acts chapter number 10, there's an amazing story that involves Simon Peter. And most interesting, he's praying when it happens. Do you remember in Acts 10, he's praying up on the rooftop. And at that moment, he sees a vision. And God says to him, I want you to call no man and nothing unclean that I've called clean. And at that very moment, two men are at the front door, knocking on the door, sending for Simon Peter. And they come to him and they say, Our master Cornelius has been praying and God said for us to come and get you and for you to come tell us more about the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that in Acts 10, Peter begins to use the keys that Jesus promised him in Matthew 16? Do you see here 
that while Peter is praying, the door to the Gentiles opens up. The door that would get the gospel to the world begins to open up. My friend, God's given you keys today. There's so much on the other side of that open door that God has for you. Why aren't you using the keys? When was the last time you rattled the door of heaven with your petitions and with your intercession? When was the last time you used the authority and the ability and the access that Christ has given to you? We'll discover more about what these keys are as we study through this passage. But I want to challenge you today to use the key that God has given you in prayer because God has so much for you on the other side of that open door. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.